0: Snippet Sports Science Podcast, sponsored by Eliteform.com and funded by listeners like you on the crowdfunding platform Patreon. Please visit our sponsor at Eliteform.com and consider supporting us on Patreon. This is Jared Coleman-Stark, and today I'll be your host. Looks like you guys really enjoyed the dog episode, one of the best responses we've had to an episode so far, and so uh, here's more dog content. In fact, not just more dog content, but a double dog episode. We'll be covering not one, but actually two articles today, and partially just because they're short articles. These are two posters that look like they were presented at the same conference from the American College of Sports Medicine publication, Medicine and Science. The title of the two posters are, first, Physical Activity Levels of Students Walking Shelter Dogs in an Activity Course, and the second one is, Preliminary findings from a stealth physical activity intervention targeting inactive dog owners. So we're going to go through both of these today. In the first poster, looking at the physical activity levels of students walking shelter dogs in an activity course, by Sartor Baldwin and colleagues, they write that while it is becoming less and less common for four-year colleges and universities to require physical activity courses as part of this curricula, many schools continue to offer elective physical activity courses. These elective courses are important given the benefits associated with physical activity and the low levels of physical activity found within the college population. College and universities also stress the importance of community engagement within their courses, suggesting that addressing the physical activity needs of others, such as shelter dogs, within activity-based courses may benefit multiple entities. The purpose of this study was to assess the physical activity levels of students enrolled in a service-learning fitness course in which students walk local shelter docks. 10 college students with an average age of 21 years, 80% female, 90% white, were enrolled in a fitness walking course that met at the county animal shelter. They were asked to wear pedometers twice a week for 50 minutes for a duration of 10 weeks. Students then completed a survey about their experience at the end of the semester. Preliminary results indicate that, on average, students acquired approximately 4,700 steps per walking session, and walk an average of 2.3 miles. That's about 3.6 kilometers for the non-American audience, of course. Of the time spent on these walks, approximately 28.5 minutes was moderate physical activity. In conclusion, students enrolled in this course are currently reaching 40% of their recommended daily physical activity requirements during class time. To date, student perceptions of the course have been overwhelmingly positive, suggesting that incorporating shelter dogs into a physical activity elective course at a university or college can promote physical activity amongst college students. The local shelter dogs also benefited from being physically active, demonstrating the utility of community engagement when seeking new and fun ways to promote physical activity among college students. Now let's have a look at this second poster. It's called Preliminary Findings from a Stealth Physical Activity Intervention Targeting Inactive Dog Owners. So in the first article, we talked a little bit about those dog owners who don't actually take their dogs for a walk. And it looks like these researchers, Bikovsky and colleagues, have come up with a way that they might be able to intervene with that. They write that, given 60 million American households own at least one dog, there is growing interest in promoting dog walking to increase physical activity at the population level. An estimated 40% of dog owners do not walk the dog regularly, providing a large target population for intervention. Dog obedience training could plausibly serve as a stealth physical activity intervention, as it aims to strengthen the dog-owner bond a construct strongly associated with dog walking behavior. The purpose of the study was to examine changes in dog owners' self-reported dog walking behavior, and device measured moderate to vigorous physical activity after completing basic obedience training. 41 healthy but inactive individuals, 85% female with a mean age of 40 years, were recruited for this study. They reported walking their dog less than or equal to 3 days per week, and were randomized to a 6-week basic obedience class, or... A weightless control group. Participants recorded all dog walking bouts and wore a pedometer on their right hip for seven days at baseline and six weeks. T tests assessed group differences in self reported dog walking and device measured moderate to vigorous physical activity change scores. At baseline, participants reported 48 minutes per week of dog walking and averaged 22 minutes per day of moderate to vigorous physical activity. Intervention participants that completed post program assessments of which there were 17, attended an average of five and a half of the six training classes. Preliminary analysis of the 31 participants with valid pedometer data found a differential change in self-reported dog walking behavior with a 36-per-minute week increase in the intervention group versus a 26-minute-per-week decrease in the control group. However, there was no differential change in moderate to vigorous physical activity with a 7-minute-per-day increase in group. In this small pilot study, dog obedience training led to increases in self-reported dog walking behavior, but no change in device measured moderate to vigorous physical activity as compared to a weightless control group. There was large variability in both physical activity outcomes measures, so results should be interpreted with caution. This approach should be tested in a larger sample and should specifically target inactive dog owners that intend to or would like to walk the dog regularly but report barriers rather than owners that do not intend to walk the dog. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. It'll let me know, especially if you enjoyed the format of it, with the two smaller articles bundled together rather than our typical one article per episode, or even taking a large article and breaking it a smaller piece. Really appreciate the feedback, as always. And please visit our sponsor at EliteForum.com, as well as consider supporting us on the crowdfunding platform Patreon. Thank you.